Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. So why watch that TV talk? Well, listeners, it's Christmas in July. No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) It is hot in some places in America and some places not so much. But what we can tell you is that if you are going to avoid all of that summer heat, there's certainly something waiting for you on your small screen just go ahead and plop down on the couch maybe bring a bowl of cold grapes (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say popcorn but you know i'm talking to the critic here (laughs) but you can freeze the grapes yes i have some in the freezer right now look at that you know what you can do with those grapes listeners you can pop them in your mouth as you're watching some of these series premieres and even season premieres, yes, we're talking about TV, uh-huh, yet again. Yeah. Now, let's start with some series premieres. It's a mini-series, so we don't know if we're going to see this again. I mean, a lot of times, mini-series mean it's one and done, but then look at Big Little Lies, so you just never know. <laughs> um, this is new on WGN. Yep, you don't have that network. Uh, the disappearance. The disappearance. Now you may have WGN. You just have to search and dig around a little bit. This is um, this is an old miniseries. I'm not sure why they're showing this now, but it is with one of my favorites, um, Aiden Young. Who? What show was he on again? <laughs> Rectify. That's right. Rectify. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is, I've been waiting to see what he's in next. And apparently two years ago, he was in this. Yeah. Tell us. And the reason it's taken a while to come to us in the States is because it's Canadian miniseries. So it aired in Canada in 2017. And now we have it. And you know what, Rap? They were supposed to air it last year, I believe, but something happened. Mm. Oh, okay. Because I was here to say, we get stuff from Britain Italy and even Russia faster than mm-hmm. we do Canada. Well, not everything from Italy. Now, <laughs> so in the disappearance, um, here's the setup. We have a family. Um, in this family is the patriarch Henry Sullivan, played by Peter Coyote. Um, he has recently moved next door to his son, Luke, played by Aiden Young. Why did he move close to his son? Mm. Well, his son's marriage, it's no more. But he and his ex-wife, they still get along, especially in raising their son. So his ex-wife, her name is Helen, or she's still his wife, who knows? You'll watch it and find out. And the son is Anthony. Now, uh, Luke, played by Aiden Young, also has a sister, and her name is Catherine and here's the dynamic. Luke and Henry, son and father, 
There's a lot of friction. But why? Well, come to find out in the first episode, Ref, we see the backstory of Papa and Mama. And oh boy. Now, Henry is retired, but he was a judge. And before that, he was a lawyer. Okay, so keep that in mind. Now, when it comes to his daughter, Luke's sister, she's this free spirit, all of that, you know, so you have that kind of energy. And the young son, uh, that means that's Aiden Young's son, Luke's son, he's inquisitive. So what's happened is grandpa is influencing the little kid, Anthony, to, you know, go and explore the neighborhood. Anthony was tasked with completing this assignment for his class, and he really went there, let's say it that way. And so much so that when he goes to present in class, the teacher stops him short, picks up all the materials, and calls in the parents. But Luke, his father, is not available. What's he doing? He's working. Working doing what? You'll see it. So instead of Luke showing up, Henry, the grandfather, shows up. So when finally Luke arrives at the school, you know there's tension. Tension. And what's going on with this kid? Now, I'll tell you, a part of what uh, the kid did is he went around and got in people's business where he wasn't supposed to be. He even broke into a house. I'll just say it that way. So then the family goes back and forth about, okay, whether this is such a problem or not. There are different sides to all of it. Of course, Anthony, the son, has got to apologize and so on and so forth. And then all of this leads up to the disappearance. But who disappears? I won't even give that one away. I'll let that one hang. So who do you think disappears? And it's one of the family members, and it ain't Henry, the former judge. And he launches into, you know, telling these these cops, you better investigate this right. Because this disappearance happened during Anthony's birthday party. So there was something that Henry sent uh, Anthony on, a little hunt for his his present that led to this disappearance. Okay. So, based on the first episode, this is what we have to compare this to. The missing. We must. Okay? And The Missing, by the way, is still available on Stars right now. Now, for The Missing, it took a couple of episodes to get going, but once it did, oh boy. It's about a disappearance and you know, a father who's going after his child. Okay. So in looking at the disappearance, how does that stack up? It's fine. There are some problems here in the writing, but the great thing that I like about it is the cast is capable, so I know when it's the writing's fault. <laughs> it's very clear. You go, oh, if they didn't make that work, that's on the writing. So they have some writing issues here and there. But if you like this kind of story, someone goes missing, they got to search, you know, it's something involved that you can't quite see. I think it's capable enough at the moment that you could watch it. I mean, like you said, Ref, we do have Aiden Young, who's always good. Peter Coyote is very good. The rest of the cast is as well. The question's going to be, though, in the remaining 
five episodes. Can the writing keep up? I don't know. We'll see, but it's only six episodes and that's it. Oh, well, there you go. Let's move on to pop Florida girls. We've seen a lot of this advertising. Uh, it two episodes every Wednesday says my little piece of paper. Uh, <laughs> we're only uh, shooting around 10 episodes. So it's not one of those long and pop doesn't do those anyway. They're, they're not really launching out in the, in the 20. Does anybody do that besides network? Um, not sure, but maybe free form. May, yeah. Maybe free form. That's about it. Uh, but this is interesting because some, one of these girls, I know I wouldn't want to mess with. yeah and okay so here's what happens in the opening we of course are in florida there's this group of female friends one of them leaves the nest now these friends are 'er ne'er-do-wells and hey, hey they'll tell you that okay they dropped out of high school and so on and so forth so the one who got away got her GED, got a great job, got her act together, and got out. Are they happy about this? Probably not. Now, the four of them who are left, Shelby, who is played by the creator of the show, Erica, Caitlin, and Jayla, well, is this going to inspire them to do something with their lives? Well, for Shelby, yeah, she wants to get her GED as well. And by the way, everybody, if you don't know about getting a GED, it's not like... You just do it. There are four GED tests that you have to pass. I'll just put it to you that way. So just so you know, you can't just say I'm going to go get my GED. Anyway, so that's what she thinks she's going to do. Does she have support from her friends? Or would they rather just, you know, do nothing? Now, they, a couple of them do work at as uh, bartenders, including Shelby. And some uh, one of them uh, has a boyfriend with money. He owns, um, I think it's an Applebee's, a couple of Applebee's. You know, this, <laughs> <laughs> this is where we are. Okay, so Shelby needs to get money, though, in order to take the GED. I mean, it's not free. And to prepare for it. So she needs a job. But maybe there's another way to get money. Okay, because maybe there's some chick in the neighborhood who owes her. So let's go get the money from her. Now, does that work out? Well, it takes us into a pawn shop and so on and so forth. But things don't really pan out. Shelby does decide to get another job. Okay, and this other job isn't the best. So, by the end of the second episode, what do you think happens? Do you think she's still employed? Hmm. you think that her friends are good influence? Because hmm. all they want to do is go have fun. And Shelby's the one with the car. The uh... only one. Okay? And so on and so forth. So, that's kind of the flavor of Florida Girls. If you're going, mm, what's it like, critic? What would you say? Claws. That's where I would go. Think Claws in this kind of story. So it's ridiculous. They're having fun. However, unlike Claws, based on the first two episodes here from Florida Girls, I don't really know where they're going. It's almost like you you think of Silicon Valley where they just can't get it together, but they try. 
It's like that. But in Claws, Niecy Nash is getting things together. It's not trying. Okay, so with all the ridiculousness going around in Claws, there is forward momentum. In Florida, girls, I didn't quite feel it here. And I have to say, I mean, these characters, this is what a lot of people back in the day, ref, would have called hood rats. Yes. Like, that's what they're doing. And okay, if you're going to do that, then I need more than just that. Because then why am I laughing at hood rats? Mm. Like, for me, that's uncomfortable. Um, So now this is based on uh, the creator's experiences living in Florida, growing up in Florida. And her name is Laura Chen. So there's something going on there. Maybe over the rest of uh, these uh, remaining eight episodes, you'll get that. I won't be there to watch it just because I didn't find it that funny. Mm. Well, there you have it. Critic. Yes. We're on Twitter. What? We're on Facebook. What's a Facebook? We're on Instagram. (laughs) And we are on the WWW. But guess what else we're on? What? We're on YouTube! Oh! (laughs) YouTube! That's right. We have our own channel. Yes, there you can find our episodes, some trailers, and a whole lot more we're cooking up. And we have a very, very special opportunity for you. That's right. If you subscribe at YouTube, our channel there, this month of July, you will be entered to win a custom watching plan from Why Watch That. If you win, yeah, we'll tell you, hey, here's some things for you, just you, to check out. We will curate that thing for you. Ew, why watch that? We're kind of nice over here, aren't we? We sure are. So if you're interested in that, and heck, you should be on the YouTube anyway. The YouTube. See, I was saying like, oh, man. <laughs> Not just a YouTube. <laughs> be on the YouTube anyway at our channel, Why Watch That. Subscribe in July, and maybe you'll know what to watch from here forth. Let's move on to some season premieres. We are returning with Sweet Bitter on Stars. This is a two for one episode premiere. You get to sit down and get two for. Um, I don't quite remember the first season, so you're really gonna have to catch us up, uh, critic, with that and tell us where we've landed in season two. Yeah. So we have Tess, who's played by Ella Purnell. She's come from the Midwest to the big city, the Big Apple, New York. Oh, the cooking. There you go. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So in season two, after she's had to survive essentially her trial as an employee at a restaurant, you know, a well-to-do restaurant, but not all the way at the top, like maybe second tier, third tier. Hmm. So... Now in season two, it's been a month and she's gotten her stripes. Literally, she can wear her striped shirt. So she feels like she's one of the group and she's not afraid acting like she's one of the group. She's in everybody's business. There's a new employee who comes in. She goes, oh, you know, you can check with me if you have questions. And uh, here's the thing. At, in season one, she's always had her eye on Jake, the naughty bad boy bartender who doesn't have a lot of things to say okay 
very cliche there, played by Tom Sturridge. They shared this passionate kiss outside. He threw up on the wall of a building. Okay. And then he went on with life like it never happened. So how does Tess feel about that? She goes, come on, Jake. You know you like me. Come on now. Mm-hmm. There's also Jake's friend, or is it more? What's going on with them? Simone, played by Caitlin Fitzgerald. She's a mystery. She's been at the restaurant a long time. She knows everything about wine, and she's taking Tess under her wing. But we know, and then Tess finds out, that when it came time to uh, evaluate Tess with the guy who's in charge, Howard, played by Paul Sparks, Simone wasn't in her corner. Why? Mm Now, there are also others. There's the guy who likes Tess that they kind of dated, but then she dropped him. And then there are other servers. There's uh, one character, Sasha, who's from Russia. And, you know, he's not afraid to tell people off. He injured himself from last season. We see that spill into this season. And he might get deported. And so on and so forth. So, and Sweet Bitter. Here's the thing. I have to say it again, Ref. I like stories about food. I don't know what it is. I'm just forgiving. It can be bad and I'll still watch it. This show to me, it's trying so hard to be mysterious and, oh, you know, New York City is this terrifying place. Oh, and this restaurant. Oh, it's so tough. You better get it together. And all of these people are so cool and hip and it's New York. I, I live in New York. Yeah. It's just not that impressive. I'm looking at this like, come on, eye rolls. The story doesn't support all of this. They even have darker lighting. What I think they could do, ref, what I would do, is brighten it up, polish it, clean. Clean look, bright lights, that kind of thing, whirlwind. So we get the feel of, okay, you've come to New York City for the first time, everything's coming at you. It doesn't feel that way. It's more like, you know, we're standing outside smoking our cigarettes and then I'm supposed to uh, think that, oh, this is such a big deal. Now, there are parts of the story that are... It's like, you know, it's like a normal New York kind of thing. It's like, this is the big deal with this. Like, calm down. (laughs) So, but you know, there's something that goes on with Tess and her mother that's very serious, but I just don't feel the weight of it. But it's about food. So I'm still watching it just because it's in the world of food. And if you like that kind of stuff, you can watch it. It is the summer, of course. So it's kind of, you know, you just take it for what it is. That's Sweet Bitter. We don't have a lot of episodes in a season, and that's a good thing. Uh, well, let's let end this with the return of Harlots. Uh-oh. Mm. This is season three. I, You know what? The way you were describing Harlots when we first started it, started it <laughs> I didn't know if it was going to last, but we are in season three. This is one of Hulu's early originals. I mean, it, it, it was it's in the early bracket. Uh, where are we with the, uh, listen, last time I, we left them, the madams were at war, mm. uh, certain employees, shall we say, were venturing off and I, listen, you don't want to mess with these women. No. <laughs> now look, those two madams have both fallen all the way. Oh, no. One of them so much that she's fallen off of the show. Now, that's uh, Samantha Morton's character, Margaret Wells. Uh, She was a madam on the come up, but uh, she got shipped 
to the oh. new world, the United States. Okay, well. I don't even know if this is the United States at the time. Mm. Mm. Okay, so she shipped off to America because of, well, what happened is her younger daughter committed a murder and she took the fall for it. Oh. Now, she was supposed to hang for this, but she got a reprieve secretly. So she could come back at any time, we know. But if she comes back to England, that's where this is, she will die. She's supposed to be dead. Oh. All right, so that's looming in the background of season three. Now, the other madam that uh, actually helped raise Margaret, if you want to call it that, meaning she took her off of the streets and made her, you know what, a prostitute. A harlot. <laughs> as a kid. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, no, not like, not like a little, little kid, but still. Oh. So still. Lydia Quigley is her name, played by Leslie Manville. She got her comeuppance at the end of season two, and boy, is she getting it in season three already. One episode in. She is in the madhouse. Now, this is in the 18th century. You don't want to be in the madhouse. You don't even want to be there now. You certainly want to, don't want to be there then. I mean, they had her in this contraption rack where it's a seat and they spin it around to get you to vomit. Because oh the belief God. was that that would get rid of all of these uh, demons plaguing your soul. Good she gracious. lost her hair. She had boils on her skin. And I'm just going to say it right now. Leslie Manville is one of the treasures of acting. Okay? <laughs> Let me just tell y'all that. One of the treasures. She was in that movie with uh, Phantom Thread. Okay? Phantom Thread, everybody. See. Yeah, if you haven't yeah, seen Daniel it. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Just, just look at that clip they showed at the Oscars for her. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know who you're talking about, yes. Yeah. Now, in this episode, she shows every bit of range she can because she she thinks that she's seeing her son, who's the reason why she's in the asylum. He put her there. Well, actually, oh. she is seeing the son. She doesn't know this. So what happens is, so we have um, Liv Tyler's character, Lady Isabella, who is also, of you know, against Lydia. So Lady Isabella... Uh, one of her secrets is unearthed in the newspaper, which is that she had a love child who's now grown and under her care. Mm -hmm. Now, oh boy. is it her brother, who's a nasty sort of guy, and who got his just desserts last season? Is he getting his revenge on her? Or is it Lydia from the asylum <laughs> releasing this to the papers? Okay. So she goes to the asylum to check on Lydia, and Lydia lets her have it. And after that, she thinks she sees her son. She does, but she doesn't know that it's really him. And she goes through this fit of yelling and screaming at him. And then she switches and remembers, I'm going nuts. And the change, the change is what I'm talking about. Thank you, Leslie Manville. That is enough, is, is enough to watch just this first episode of season three. Even, oh if you even if you haven't seen the show, just watch that. I was looking at that like, this is so entertaining. Anyway, now, <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Wells has two daughters and they're both very successful. Y'all say. 
Why did you say successful? Well, that's you. No, you did. I'm trying to figure out if they I are. I tried to entertain the people. There oh, is, well. Oh, anyway. Well. I don't now. know. <laughs> you could put it that way. Now. Okay, well, there you go. It is Charlotte. I didn't make this up. Now, Charlotte, <laughs> the older daughter. <laughs> you always get me in trouble. Charlotte, the older daughter, <laughs> played by Jessica Brown Finley. Yes, Lady Sybil from Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah. She is taking over Margaret's business. The house, she put all her money in it. And she's a great madam. Now, she was the top prostitute in England. Okay. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, at the time, everybody, there there isn't a lot of opportunity for women. So what happens if you're a woman without means without someone to take care of you, what do you do? You gotta take care of yourself. How are you gonna do it? So that's a big thing that's in this show that you gotta keep in mind. They don't have a lot of options and of the options they have, this might be one of the best. Yeah. So that's her and her younger sister, ooh wee. She is now taking the place of Charlotte as the top prostitute. Oh. Everyone's after her. And she has been the smart, though. She's been saving her coins, mm. literally. And she wants to buy Lydia's old house, the mad woman. Oh, so they're trying to <laughs> be rivals. Okay. So, but Lydia's doesn't know that she's in the asylum. Her son is supposedly taking care of the house, but he's about to go to debtor's prison. Oh, boy. <laughs> so they got to sell this house. She wants to buy it, but there are two people who've shown up and they are bringing their knowledge of the trade and they want to buy that house too. And they go in with a secret person to purchase it. Now these two, they have a different idea of what a prostitute is. I'll put it that way. And they end up teaming up with this younger sister to buy the house. Is she safe? Is she going to be bamboozled? We will have to find out. And to end this synopsis, there are two other new people, two males, one of whom is played by Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. They're brothers. They've come. They want to have all the houses under their wing. And they are not afraid to use violence to make that the case. So we have a whole bunch of stuff set up in episode one of season three. And I've got to say, if they keep that up, so much stuff to watch. Look, Harlots, this is something to be entertained by. Is it always riveting and great? No, but they do have a very good cast. And again, if they keep the ideas going great, I just, I almost all of those storylines I was interested in, but I'll tell them this, Leslie Manville. She is your lead. Let her shine. If you give her something to do, she's going to take it and run with it and let everybody react to it. That should be the show. We'll see whether that happens. But I'm telling y'all, just watch that scene when she's in the asylum and she stands up on the bed calling out. And by the way, just to end it here, there's somebody who comes into the asylum and what do you think she's going to do with her? Mm. Oh, well, there you have it. Listen, all these shows you can catch up right now. Right now. And make your summer go just a little more interesting. Hmm. Hmm.
Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.